right, everyone. This is Sandcast, another quarantine edition of the podcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerda. The cool thing about doing uh, some quarantine Zoomy Zoom podcasts is that we uh, we get to talk to people all over the country. So we got uh, my friend Hector Gutierrez over there down in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, the head coach of TCU. Dude, you're, you're doing an outside podcast. I'm a little jealous. Yeah, I know. Let me know if it gets too noisy, though. But <laughs> I want to enjoy the, the weather today. So that's why I'm outside. Yeah, you've got to get outside. It looks it looks nice too. Yeah. Yeah, we have a good backyard, so might as well to use it these days that we're gonna leave the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well how uh, obviously this is a little bit different than your your usual April would be going as a head coach at TCU. What uh what you been up to these past couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean we <laughs> hit us all hard. We we were on the road and um actually we we're gonna play in Costa Carolina. And in South Carolina, we were on the road there and they hit us pretty hard because we were about to play. We practiced and everything and everything got shut down. Yeah. So we just, uh, yeah, we were there for three days doing doing nothing. Good thing we were like right on the beach in the hotel. So at least <laughs> it was good weather. And, and, and yeah, we, like everybody, you know, like we were in a train 100 miles an hour and all of a sudden stopped. And these past few weeks, as as I was talking to you before that, that no much going on. You just try to stay engaged with our athletes, the most special ones, like that because there's a lot of time to put on this, right? And all of a sudden, it's gone. So we're trying to to be with them and let them know we're here for them. And but of course, there's not much we can do because at the end of the day, we have nothing to to do with all this. But you know, you you just trying to help, especially with those seniors that. As we all know, some of them will come back, some of them won't, you know, because they have like future plans, jobs and all this stuff. That is that part of all this. And, but yeah, and, and trying to start in contact with the recruits that we're allowed to talk to them, those juniors and seniors, and, and pretty much like just waiting to see what's, what's next. <laughs> yeah. And we, we pretty much, everyone is waiting and waiting. Yeah. And uh... <laughs> We were we were in that same position. Put we put in all that practice and I know. and <laughs> you guys it's tough because you I mean I bet like many of you guys also that's your way of living, right? And yeah, and that's uh stuff when they take your way of living away and you have say, Well, what's going on now? Like and uh-huh. uh and of course your time, your time is valuable, right? Like and especially now for the Olympic qualification that all the stress and all that you know, like run that everyone, I feel like all of you were excited and going afterwards, but you know, everything is stress gets extended another year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I believe you like some will be happy about it. (laughs) They are more (laughs) trying to do it, but yeah, others are like, I'm like, shoot one more year. But yeah, I, I I guess you, you have to just deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool thing about right now is like pretty much every single person on earth can relate right now you know everyone's going through it together i think that makes it a lot easier because uh, it's not like people are people in certain industries are passing other people by while they just have to sit back and, and not do anything you know everything's on hold so it seems like a good excuse to just kind of chill out for a second and take take it for what it is um but yeah like start being productive is tough have yeah. you guys um, like done team meetings through Zoom or yeah. watched film that way or something like that? 
We 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 finally got the green light to do the academic, not the academic meetings, the end of the year meetings. You know, mm -hmm. like in the beginning when everyone was shut down, we couldn't even talk to them. It was kind of funny, you know, nothing about volleyball related, right? Only like oh, wow, to check yeah. how you doing, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and now, like since like two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, we we're allowed to, you know, talk to them and have a little recap of how everything, you know, how they're doing and, of course, the beach volleyball related. So... Um, we have an individual meetings with them like with the past two weeks yeah. and every Sunday we have an academic meeting with an academic advisor and so just in case they have questions of course because they online some of them they never did online classes some of them they're homeschooled so they're okay with it so yeah. but um, but yeah pretty much also I like to give them their room because as I said it being like emotionally hard for many of them that that uh, it's not like there's no part of the team, but also I think some of them are feeling like, you know what, I want to get over with. I don't want to like just hear anything about it. I just want to like just move yeah. on and, and try to, you know, stay here with the family. Yes, the team is great, but what a bad situation I'm in right now, especially the seniors. So we also give them a little bit of, of room in that sense of like, yeah, let you breathe. I know it's hard and we're here for, for you if you need anything. But yeah, we, we, we're trying to stay engaged and, and chat with them and see because... I mean, we're not allowed to, well, we can send them workouts and all this stuff, but of course it's up to them to do it. But it's not just to come back in shape. It's more for the same state of mind, being home all day, yeah. studying. It is it's good to be on, you know, and do some exercise and, and, and be active. You know, like some of them, they've never been in this situation. Like, right. I mean, we, I, don't, I don't think any of us have been in this situation. <laughs> like, they know you're going to go to the weight room. You're going to like... You know, and some people have backyards, some people have driveways, some people have in the garage to go and do some, but some people don't have anything. Right. They need to reinvent, and, and, and that's probably, like, hard for, for some to say, hey, what do I do now? Like, I'm right. Yeah. Well today. Totally. Have you, uh, have you talked with some of your seniors yet about who might be coming back and, and kind of taking this extra year? Because I know I've seen a, a couple – a couple of seniors just in the Southern California schools are coming back. Um, I saw Ia Lindoff from Cal just committed to LMU. So people are kind of moving around a little bit. I don't know if you've had a chance to see what seniors are, uh, are interested yes. in, in coming back. Yeah. Um, as soon as we knew, we, we got an opportunity to bring them back and each school is different, right? Each school's like, will like help with that scholarship or not or not. In our case, we talked to some of them, well, with all of them, and only two are coming back because, as I said, the other ones have already plans or job line up, and and they decide to to just go and move on. And we cannot forget also that uh, even though we can honor their scholarship, the majority of them, or probably like all of them, will have to still pay money <laughs> to, right. for one more year. So some of them, they one, they don't want to, they don't want. I mean, they don't, they kind of like afforded it, you know, but, but yeah, we, I'm, I'm grateful enough that or <laughs> lucky enough that we two are coming back. So we're really stuck about that. Yeah. I mean, that's good to get the two extras. It's such a like tricky situation for coaches. Cause it's not like you get additional scholarships, but now you have your incoming freshmen plus your seniors who might be coming back. So interesting challenge for all you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the freshmen that it's going to be even harder, you know, like, and, and some of the, them won't even play until they're junior, maybe. Who knows, you know? And, and it's tough for them as well. They have an extra year, but for other sports, it's tough because the, the scholarship, you know? I mean, especially on our situation at TCU being private and, 
and the, the high cost of attendance and everything, we'll, we'll never know how their, their family financial like situation is going to be in three, four years. So you want to hope that I can help with some scholarship because we're not obligated to give a five-year like money-wise, but maybe if we give them some, maybe they won't even able to afford it or or stuff like that, you know, but we, yeah, things change, of course. It's gonna, and it's gonna carry until, I was thinking that until the class of 24 or 25, you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it's like our freshmen wow. now have four more years, so that will take until the class of 40, 40 20, 20, 20, 25 almost. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's crazy, though. <laughs> it's like, wow. just a big ball of snow coming like and getting bigger as you put more thought about it you know like oh i like that girl but what what a second i have four fresher freshmen oh, because my class is huge my challenge is six <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's like well but yeah we we've got we're gonna cross that bridge when we'll get there i guess yeah and how uh how is the volleyball scene down in fort worth i know that uh, texas in general has a pretty big volleyball following um but is it I mean, I know that we've seen LSU succeed and you saw firsthand uh, how Florida State, how good they are as, as an assistant coach there. But how was it kind of building up a, a program in Texas? It was a challenge, you know, and, and, and coming from, from Florida State when it's already established program and, you know, and being on the nationals all the time and, and you go from trying to win a national championship, but that's what it was demanding for the type of athlete we have in the school to come and build something from pretty much from scratch, you know? And when I got here was the, the second year of the program pretty much. And, uh, yeah. that's and, and it's, uh, there's a challenge, but it's also, there's like a side of that, that belongs to, to me and to my staff, right. That we build this, you know, we get it and we take in this train in the right direction. And that's the, that's a really good thing about it. That's like what I think is college about too. You know, building up and and trying to get the best of every single athlete like we got in our hands, and um, and I'm like also like really grateful for the school because you need a school behind you to help you to to build something because without the school support there's no way. So right, um, in that sense, like I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm lucky enough that I I landed in, in the right place. Yeah, and TCU has a, has a pretty good athletics program as a whole, um, which is always good to have that kind of support. But when you're hired as a coach in the second year of a program, like you're pretty much building it from the ground up. As you kind of mentioned, like what's the first step? Like who, how do you, where do you start? <laughs> well, when first is like, and I got here like in November. So their, their girls were practicing and everything before I got here. So, well, first thing was like, you know, like, <laughs> to make them play and, and show me where, where the, the level was. Right. And, and from there, you, you understand what you can ask them, you know, and I'm not going to ask athletes that things that, that I know they, they're not able to do and, until they, they get better. So that was pretty much what I, what I was doing. I was like watching them playing and, and, and trying to, to implement a lot of ball control, which didn't pretty much exist on that when I got here. And, and we did a lot of that and, and what, we got better, of course, but, uh, but it took time. It took, yeah. uh, it, it took time and it took time for them to, to see the other way of my coaching. So it was like an, uh, an adjustment that both of us, I mean, me, of course, in the team, we needed to, to make. 
Yeah, it's it's been fun to see all the different programs that are being that are being built up. I mean, you're building up TCU right now. I mean, Stetson is just getting better and better. Cal Poly with Todd Rogers like made a huge jump last year. John Mayer's bringing LMU up. I feel like there's just a lot of programs that are on their way up to that. Is it like fun for you too to kind of have like see how fast everyone can build their programs and how <laughs> big this college game's getting? Yeah, and it's fast and it's scary because you don't want us to feel behind, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you, and, and that's always like we're saying, like we're in a good situation, but we need to catch up soon because you don't want to be in the back of the train all the time, you know? Like you want to go and, and you need to be realistic also with what we have and what we can build. But um, but I'm really competitive coach and, and I always like want to build a quick and but good with, with, with like, like with we're good people that want to build like something together, you know? And, and I think we, we're accomplishing that right now. Yeah. And I think that your, your like path to TCU is so fascinating to me because you, you, you grew up, you were like raised in what the Canary islands and then Spain. And then I mean, did you ever imagine that you played pro for a while and coach some national teams? And now like, did you ever imagine you'd be sitting in Fort Worth, Worth, Texas, building up TCU? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not at all not at all like i mean you i mean you you never know what life can bring you right i mean you're my of course my my beginnings were like you know back in the island playing pro indoor playing beach in the summers you know and and get a taste of it and and after this is random but when i really really started like being more like about beach volleyball was uh, when i was playing in switzerland with a men's team and indoor <laughs> and I knew the the beach stuff because they all practice in my hometown in, in the Canary Islands, right? And and that was like I have a spare time and I call Sebas and say, hey, do you need help? And and say, yeah, just come in the mornings and help us out. And and that's how it really like we started getting like really hooked by by the sport, like coaching wise, right? I love to mm-hmm. play, but I never thought I was like coaching that's gonna be kind of weird, only two people, blah blah blah. But it was there and until today, you know, like it's like being like a like a nice ride, it's kind of like a roller coaster because you have up and downs too, of course. But but yeah, of course, never thought I would be Texas coaching, <laughs> you know, coming from the island. That's uh, you never crossed my mind. It's it's a long way. I wanted to I wanted to ask you about the Canary Islands because I hear that's like a one of the biggest training spots, off-season uh-huh. training spots, for most of the pros, right? Yes. I haven't gotten the invite out there yet, but <laughs> since you're since you're a local, you know, I might need to get out there because uh, I hear, I mean, a, a bunch of the top teams out, are are out there during the yeah, off-season. The, all the top European teams go there and do training camps throughout the winter, fall, winter, you know, and because I mean, you know, like, how you train in Poland in December? You can't. Yeah. Unless you do the inside, but of course the ball doesn't move. Every it's a different game, and probably you play in in, in the Hag, and you see like how it's totally different like game playing indoors yeah. and say what's this? So, so it's good to practice in indoors there because that's no other way to do it. But of course those teams need to get outside, and and it's the top, all the top European teams are from both genders. So, and that's what we always recommended when I was coaching the the USA girls like. I know, like, having California Beach, having Hermosa, Manhattan, like, always, you know, go there and, and practice. It's, it's easier. But also, you need to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, uh, you know, you yeah. need to go. And, and if you have to cross the Atlantic, and 
and go and practice for three weeks, four weeks, and get out of your comfort zone, go do it. Why not? If you have the time. And That's hardly out of my comfort zone to go to the Canary Islands and <laughs> play beach volleyball. <laughs> but you think about it, you're also going to be practicing competing with teams that you're going to face in tournaments, that you don't have that opportunity if you don't go there and do it. And, and maybe, yeah. you know how it is, maybe you play, I don't know, like a team from Austria, you play once in a year, and you don't know why, because the draw, the, the pools, but there, yeah. maybe you're practicing with them every other day, maybe, and you see it in a tournament, yeah. you already know. Yeah. And, and that could be, in my opinion, uh, a factor that the teams competing for to win a tournament should have, you know? Totally. Yeah, no, I've, that's why I was asking. I've, I've always kind of no, heard about I everyone training. For you. I will make a some calls. Invite you. Hey, there. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> no, but believe me, like if you want to go, you you can go. I mean, it's it's uh, the, the training there is, is perfect. You, the, it's cheap to rent places. It's like really like easy to get to the beach, walking distance, you know. And the training between you guys and coaches, you can set it up, and you can have like a double day for three weeks there like with no problem there you go try you got your invite let's go <laughs> got the local the spanish guys will love to have you there believe me nice. Adrian and Pablo, they will love to have you there nice love it i, I might have to take them up on that as long as i can uh figure it out with the family <laughs> <laughs> well you can bring them say like yeah. they will they will they will like it there too yeah, I guess it wouldn't be too bad for them. Just sit on the beach while I practice. <laughs> will be tough. Tougher. <laughs> I, I know the Norwegian guys uh, go down there pretty much yeah. every year. Yeah, every um, as I said, every every year they go there. At different times of the year, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. The Norway always go there. Russians go there. The Polish guys. Yeah. What's that? They just have to, I guess. That makes sense. Yes. They have to, and and they go not just because the weather. They go because the other teams are going. Right, right, right. So they play and practice against good competition. That's the 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 good thing about it. Because you can do a training camp in South Africa or in California if you want to, you know, because the weather is also perfect. But they, the it's closer. Yes, it's closer, and the teams also. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Getting to Cape Town might be a little bit tougher than Spain. <laughs> so I've been there. that's what i hear everyone says that cape town's one of their favorites yeah that's another training camp that, but yeah. uh, you know that uh, but i think the access for the teams to go to cape town is a little bit more difficult than go to spain yeah and uh, also it's more affordable as well yeah so that's why you see it a, a lot going on there during the, those off seasons though. yeah, yeah. and Coach, you mentioned that you thought it might be weird, like you were a player, and then it might be weird, like becoming a coach. What helped you kind of ease that transition? Because we've had a lot of uh, players who became coaches on the podcast, and I think Jose Loyola did one of the best jobs of describing it. That like you, you got to kill the player inside to be a really good coach. Like, how did you go about making that transition? Because you've done it in so many different aspects. You were an indoor coach in a couple different countries like Germany and Turkey and then you jumped to the beach. I'm just kind of interested in in that transition and kind of how you flipped it. Yeah, for me, I mean, especially it wasn't that hard, you know, because I 
I was playing, but I also was like, kind of like, I'm kind of done type of thing, you know, when I was, really, <laughs> like when I was 27, 28, you know, and, uh, but it's true. Like when you, when you like are like, when you're coaching and you're not playing anymore, like you feel like the frustration comes quicker, right? Because you know, you still, I was in an age where I can still like, I was coaching bands that are, they were older than me, some of them are younger than me, but I knew I could still play, right? But I decided not to. So that frustration frustration comes. But um but as I said, in my in my in my case I was like really easy though, because I kinda like have it on, on my memory say, you know what, I'm done type of thing. I'm done like traveling and I done like competing. And also I didn't, you know, I didn't play, of course, at the play the level that Loyola plays. So for him, probably it's like it's way like Suffer because <laughs> from being here to like calm down and and try to to make others become where you where he was. That's that's a have to be. I mean, a challenge as well. You know. Yeah, and so you. Uh, what made you end up flipping to the beach though? Because you you only coached indoor for a handful of years. It looked like, and then before you kind of went full time beach, or maybe you did them both. I'm not. I'm not positive. So yeah, I did both. And the the thing is, uh, what I said was, I was in Switzerland. My, I mean, all my friends. Uh, I mean, uh, Dan, Danny Wood, he coaches like the Spanish national team forever. And now he's coaching the um, the Dutch national team too, the girls. So he'd been on the tour for for many, many years. He was the first one of our group, like getting really into coaching from the Canary Islands, you know, like uh, someone that was really close to me. And after, of course, my, <laughs> my really good friend, like Guillermo Naranjo, he was uh, coaching in Germany and he he started coaching like the German national team um, for on, on the beach side and coaching indoor. So doing both. And that was like Carla and Brita. And that was how like I started it too, because he needed a hand as an assistant coach okay. because he was doing both. And I was in Zurich and Zurich and Stuttgart is only three hours apart. So that's how I really started like getting really involved. I think to him that he gave me the opportunity to say, Hey, I need a hand come here when you can, let's do some camps. And I, I went with them to Brazil, which I can't complain about it. You know, because <laughs> I, I went to Stuttgart and help him out, you know, and, you know, and then, and that was like how I really started it. What, uh, what do you love about, about coaching? Cause you, you mentioned it really wasn't tough for you to kind of give it up as a player. Maybe, you know, it helped that you weren't, you know, at quite at Jose's level, which pretty yeah. much nobody is, but what is it that drew you to coaching? Well, I mean, there's a special thing about coaching that um, that I always like to see the players when they trust the coach, right? And that's uh, that's the ultimate goal as a coach. If I can get you to trust me, we're gonna do great things, you know. And and, and that trust is not just because the experience I can have or or the things I say. It is because you need to see it reflected on the court. You know, and we're not talking about just winning or losing. It's about something in works, you know, because there's a lot of things, a lot of pieces that you need to get in place to win. That's not to say you have an opponent in front of you that you're probably like <laughs> pretty good or, or, you know, so the trust, like building that trust and, and, and get that trust for an athlete. I think that's the most wonderful thing that you can get as a coach. 
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you happen to be listening to Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawarder, we hope you are keeping you uh, slightly entertained during these strange quarantine times during the coronavirus, but we just wanted to uh, put out a message that we hope that you are staying sane, staying fit, staying healthy, and uh, staying safe here over these next couple months. Hopefully that the coronavirus passes soon enough and we're all back to our normal lives, but here is just a, a get well message from Sandcast. And now we move on to our sponsors who keep the show moving on. And uh, we love Wilson. Wilson makes the best ball in the game. They came out with this new brand new, really cool looking ball, the optics, which has spin detection technology. So we can all pass that jump serve, which Lord knows I needed. And to get discounted rates on the balls, which we will all need as we're going to enter preseason again here whenever this lockdown ends. So we all need brand new preseason balls to get us ready for the 2020 beach volleyball season. The discount code is Wilson Sand for discount on all equipment at Wilson Volleyball, which makes the best balls in the game. Big, big thanks to our next sponsor, Pacific Coast Wealth Management, who is a big supporter of the Laguna Beach Open and just the beach volleyball community in general. They help athletes know where to put their prize money from either retirement to 401ks to IRAs. And if you're not a beach volleyball player, they can help you with college savings. They can help you with all the money management you need. They have incredible tools and resources at their website, PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. So hit them up today and learn how to best use your money over the course of the season. How it must take a lot of discipline, I feel like, to yeah. and patience to build teams or build practices and teams around each individual, you know, because you've, you've coached people at, at almost every single level of the game, but then you have to go back to like how you did, where you're starting to build a program. It must be tough, but I guess a, a good challenge for a coach to like, customize each practice and workout and the way that you talk to each athlete differently so that you can get gain that trust yeah and, and he was and it is and he still is you know because what one of my philosophies every drill or exercise that i'm done with the pros i always do it with the college you know you can do it you yeah. can do it worse or you can do it better but you still can do it <laughs> and of course in college it's as you said it takes more time as well because it's a different level of comprehension, the IQ of the game. They think about like, there's like a young woman that they haven't played the game for that long. You know, mm-hmm. like I go from coaching Brittany Hochevers, like who's been playing beach volleyball forever to coach uh, 18, you know, and trying to make her do this drill as Brittany does or Kelly does. That's not realistic, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is frustrating, of course, but also it's a challenge, you know, because I, I warn you because, in my opinion, everyone is capable to do it, you know? I mean, and, and, and you need to, like, push yourself to do it, to do it, to do it, and keep right. doing it. And some of them in the beginning, they were like, well, coach, we're no pros. He said, well, it doesn't matter, you know? We're not, I mean, you're, you're in college, so that's going to do This will help you to win in college. If you want to be a professional, that will help you to do whatever thing you want to do in professional level. But right now, I mean, I, I don't think what should be a conflict does uh, – type of uh, practices but it's true we need to make adjustments you know mm-hmm. it takes you need to make an adjustment if something doesn't work or doesn't they don't understand or whatever of course you need to like approach it what i will say you need to approach it from a different angle mm-hmm. uh, a pro player who's been with different coaches and and understand the game i mean 
you can be more straightforward, more direct, you know, and you will get it, you know, and in a couple of practices, college is a little bit different. College, you need to like get in from a different angle. So they will like, like understand better, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, some of your uh, some of your players are not too far off from being pros. I know uh, Daniela Alvarez. I met her in China at the three star, and she's she's hanging with the best in the world. And she's only what like eighteen? Yeah, she turned eighteen in November. Yeah, not bad. That's got to be pretty fun to to coach girls who are that talented, that young, and like who she probably gets it at a pretty professional level. What you're teaching her because like she has a pretty much limitless future. I think. Well, with with that kind of player. Uh, and uh, so, so they, they, they being, I mean, they come from the national team and they have those national training complex in, in Europe. So, you know, it's a different format that here in the United States. So Daniela been practicing at, like a pro is practicing. She's 14, you know, like on the morning practice, go to school, come back, practice again. So of course the transition from that type of coaching is, is easier for her because she already been doing it, you know? But of right. course, there is a lot of things that it, it takes in place that the adjustment, well, I was talking to you in Florida, the adjustment to the college culture and the college-like practices because we have 17 players. We don't have like four players like most of the nationals or teams in Europe have. And maybe they have a top of four or six players practicing together and you go and you're going to throw you in on a team of 17 girls, 18 girls. So <laughs> there is a... <laughs> There is a big change, right? And right. and yeah, and, and it takes time to because you cannot be just with four players on a court. You know, you have seventeen that you need to take care of it. And and I don't like to put players on a court and say, okay, well, this is the drill. I want to explain you. If you don't figure it out, you don't figure it out. I need to be with the top players. Uh, no, because I I really believe, and I I do really believe that if my no best player on the team gets better, it will help the best player on the team. You right. know, we cannot just forget about some because their skills or whatnot, or they're a little more slow in getting things that I want to get done. You know, like it's true at some point, we just need to like focus more when it's season and then the players that are like playing more in the, but during the, the fall, we, we just give the same amount of attention to everyone and probably like players like Daniela that they come having a lot of attention because it's only four girls and one coach or two coaches feel like a little bit like out of her comfort zone you know is it and difficult to build those practices like because you're you're probably used to that more like four to six person practice as well yeah <laughs> now i got <laughs> better <laughs> in, the beginning, in the beginning it was tough but uh, you know when you get into like the first year we're trying to do the drills with six seven players it is difficult because um i don't I don't know, like when you, as you say, when you have two players, you can have as many reps as you want in two hours. Yeah. It's only two. But how are I going to give the, the same amount or the close amount of reps to these skills, to these six skills on the court? So you need to really come up with ideas that my goal is always you touch the ball three, four times before you like rotate or something, you know? Right. But at least that you're not waiting outside, like, like waiting to see someone, you know, like, and, and, and we, do, we do that, like six, seven plays per court, but everyone's having like something to do. Everyone is participating in that drill, not just yeah. watching. Even like you're serving and passing twice or setting twice to yourself and doing something else, but always engage because besides you need to practice your, your skills, always your mind needs to 
be engaged on the drill. And that yeah. way, you know, like, oh, what's, what's, when is my turn? When with me, coach, <laughs> type of thing and, yeah. and the drill, you know? I, I've learned, because we've done some national team practices now where it's like four or five teams where they mm -hmm. uh, bring in a lot of teams. Uh, Tyler Hildebrand's been running them. And it's been really cool because when I am that team off the court, I'm able to watch good high-level volleyball and like learn new things and you know each drill is is usually working on something specific so I can see how these other players and other teams are are doing it and then I can use that you know and I'm sure you're preaching that all the time to your players like watch keep watching but it really is beneficial to be able to watch high-level volleyball and step back from it for a second and then go back in because sometimes I feel like when you're just doing it over and over with one or two teams you're not really getting that outside perspective yeah. and then able to like reset and do something differently. You kind of end up doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like when you just, you another team, you don't have time to see what's going on. You yeah. just really focus on you and your partner and what you're just telling you about it. When we do those drills of 10 players, when you are outside, you're always watching something and when it's your turn, you come in and you're still engaged. And that we always tell them, you need to be on this court. This is where it's, your home is right now. And just pay attention to everything in detail. You know, even if you're outside, you need to be paying attention to what's going on, what's going on in. Hopefully they listen to this then. <laughs> they got nothing so. better to got do. nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. But one thing I need to say, and you put your finger on it, like when I really miss and I really try to, to preach to my team and my girls, it's like to watch pros play. You know, there's like, there's a little bit of college athletes, what at least that's what I think, that they watch uh, pros play in regular basis on YouTube or whatever channel they want to watch it, you know? And, um, and I kind of like bet you that if we do like, a, <laughs> you know, if we ask some of them who are some players on the tour, they have no idea, you know? Yeah, yeah, And it's kind of, and no, and it's kind of no, like, I don't want to say sad, but it's kind of like, you know, you, you learn watching too, you know, like you learn, like, I remember like one of my best defenders, like um, you see her and she doesn't look that she's super athletic or whatever, but she's like, um, she's like a really good player. Right. And, and, and I told her like to, to do this line shot that she can do it, but she doesn't really think she can make it work, you know, because her, uh, athleticism or whatever and i and i'm trying to explain it no you're wrong you can do it so i sit her down and i show her um patricia rebecca from the, you know the brazilian team that like have like an amazing year and it's kind of yeah. the same age you see the defender and you can see like there's no way this girl can do the thing she's doing right because you see her walking on the set and she's not like she doesn't look athletic but and i saw her and say who is this girl you know what i'm saying it's kind of like and they say yeah. hey if this girl can do it you can do it. Maybe not as good as she's doing it because she's on a different level. It's totally doable, you know? Like, so, so I miss that part of the, of, of them like saying, hey, I want to watch more pros play, you know? Because that, I think that would help them a lot and it will help our sport a lot too to see especially those female athletes like doing the great things they're doing out there and they don't look like the ripped or anything like that. They just look <laughs> like them. You know, like it's uh, and it's something I'm trying to to like implement it on our 
on our practices, you know, giving like some homework, say, hey, watch this, let me know what you think about this. You know, what do you, what do you think they did on, you know, stuff like that. Look at that hand contact, you know, look at that passing and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to watch a lot of film. Uh, I gave myself homework. I had to schedule it into my week. Uh, as of now, now that we're quarantined, uh, just watching something. I've been watching some older, older videos. I'm, I'm watching a little bit of Jose Loyola so I can give him some crap when I, when I see him <laughs> do something that he gives me crap for. <laughs> it's been hard to find it though because he just went up and just hit OT on everybody. I can't yeah, really do seen it. I've a lot yeah. of tactic back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who, uh, if, uh, yeah. if like we have uh, some high school or college beach volleyball players listening right now, Hector, then who are some players that you would recommend them watch that you think are great examples of them to pick up on some stuff from? Well, as I say, this new team from Brazil, you know, Patricia and, and they're, they're just amazing because I think that's the closest age on the tour of them right now, you know, like, and, 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 and as I say, you see both of them and they, they don't seem super physical, but they do like really good things. And it's, and it's all about, of course, the, the touches and and the practices, right? But I mean, I have like like few players that I I mean, when I coached Carla Borger from Germany when I was there. I didn't know you, know, you coached her. Coach there, like yeah, and then Brita, yeah, that's when the, they got the silver medal on the world champs. Okay, it was a new team from Germany, and that was the first time that a European um, female team got a medal on the world champs ever. You know, it was like <laughs> one of those things that happens like once. <laughs> once in a while and it was really cool to see because as I said Carla was really physical and really like you know like really good shape and Brita was the totally opposite she was like the girl who was picked up you know like she was a blocker yeah. she wasn't like a huge <laughs> blocker she seemed yeah she seems like she always was like uh, struggling but she got one of the best side on the tour by far like and, and everyone was still picking on her picking on her and say all right keep picking on her we're reaching so much here like all the time yeah. and and it's something that um that my pony doesn't they need to see how it doesn't matter how you look like, you know. You yeah. I mean if you put your time on it, you know, and you put like you you can do it, you know, because there's people out there they're not like physically gifted, but they're they put their time and they can make it work. You know, totally. so Carla is one of the physically gifted, right? Like really like super physical, like reads really well, super fast. Uh, Brita was the totally opposite, you know? She jumps, but she wasn't like a huge block. Great IQ, great hand, you know? And now in the tour, we can see like, I mean, it's, it's true. Like the female become really, really physical too. You know, you just see like bigger girls and like it, it become more like a like closer, well, closer, <laughs> closer <laughs> to the men's, right? Like big blocker with a good defender yeah. and the blocker like jumping and hitting all the time. But yeah, there's there's few like you know like we have a Lima from Brazil that has been on the tour forever. One of the best players out there that is she's super talented, you know like and uh, but as I said, if you're a defender, you need to yeah keep watching that. Uh, of course, Melissa from Canada, that's a pretty pretty good player, you know like um, the Brazilians for sure, Lima, you know Rebecca too, and. And, and from, I enjoyed watching Brooke sweat, uh, like just how how different her game is. Yeah. She's really like molded it to to her size and her athleticism, and like she's yeah, one of the that's fun a perfect example too. 
like another play that you see, like how you're gonna side out. She makes it work. You know what you <laughs> say? She tailored that. No, she tailored that game to to her her way of making it work. You know, she's not trying to yeah. do anything spectacular. She so say, "Hey, this worked for me. I'm gonna do this for me." And that's yeah. a really smart. You need to be also smart where where your potential is and how you can make things work. You know, and yeah, work to your strength. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because everyone wants to be. The April Ross in defense, you know, or everyone wants to be loud a little big on the but everyone is no April Ross. You don't have the physicality of April, you don't have the physicality of Lara, or you don't have, you know, so you just make um, have to tailor it, you know, as uh as uh, your to your game, you know? Yeah. Totally. Are you uh are you coaching any national teams right now, or is TCU taking up all your time? Well, yeah, that, of course, it's a big part. I mean, I can, but also the location is uh, is a little bit <laughs> yeah. tougher. You know, I have uh, I have Bree and Emily come here. Kelly came here with Bree also at the end. You know, but you know, like it is a little bit difficult. And but of course, like coaching college, that's that's what uh, my my time is on, and I try to make it work. Before in California, of course, it will be easier. You know, right. because that's where where everyone is, is located at these days. But, uh, but yeah, so now just um, doing this, you know, and then and, and there's some teams sometimes that come, like last year, the team from Canada, Julie Gordon and, and Michelle, they came here to do training camps with me and my assistant, and, and they, they do some training camps, and, and that was great, you know. And They had a and good little year like, last year, too. What's that? They had a good year last year, too. They did some good things. Yeah, that was good. I mean, it was good, like to see them grow because uh, Julie being on the tour for a long time, yeah. you know, and being going playing with Brandy, Brandy going with Heather, you know, well, Heather is a lot of great defender, by the way. Now we're talking yeah. about her, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Julie and Michelle was playing indoor and then, you know, and, and that's a, that was a, a transition also for her. And it was good to see them, like, as you say, playing better and better. And, and, uh, and I think I'm positive they're going to have like a, a good year, I want to say this year, but probably next year <laughs> with all this <laughs> going on. And uh, but yeah, we I worked with them like last year a couple of times, and and that was that was great. Yeah, it seems like you've uh, you've coached how many different national teams have you coached now that now that you've gotten uh, you got Canada in the mix. There's Germany, <laughs> Slovakia. You had a Turkish team in there for a while, right? <laughs> yeah, Turkey. Turkey was like most uh, the indoor, but yeah, which one being. Okay. As I said, like it was Germany, Slovakia, a little we were the Canadians a little bit in USA, you know, that was mostly like since I I started like living here full time, it was more like US since like yeah. 2014 or 15. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Uh how do you think beach volleyball is gonna be once we get out of this mess? Do you think it's uh like once summer hits, we'll be back to sort of normal, or do you think it's gonna be a little a little bit different from here on out? Well, I I hope that you guys have tournaments in January next year. Me too. So that will, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a that that I will think it will be. I I I, I don't know. I, I don't think it will happen before that. You know, based on what's going on, and I wish it will. But uh, for sure, they will start like people training in the next few months outside, and the FIBB will come with a with a full schedule, uh, beginning of the next year. Hopefully a little bit earlier, but I would say they will probably come with a strong schedule and time to build it. 
you know, and, yeah. and that will give you time, uh, you guys time to to fully like prepare too. Well, they still haven't decided what the, the new Olympic qualification system is going to be. I mean, I, I think it's going to be similar, just pushed a year back. That's what I'm guessing, but I'm sure they have to do that before they even give us our schedule. Exactly. So they, they probably like need time. They don't, they don't know. And it's kind of like probably kind of like waiting and see what other bigger sports do too, how they handle it, you know? And, right. and especially like, yeah, the Olympic the Olympic qualification should be kind of similar, you know? I would probably, like you said, they will stand it because they need, they need to let you guys play more, you know, and, yeah. and compete for it and have a fair chance. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, when things get to normal, like the difference, like you've been, you haven't, the, <laughs> you had the longest pre So. <laughs> you're a year long <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, Hector, is there anything else that you want to chat about? Anything else uh, you want to cover or, or hit while we got you here from your patio in Fort no. Worth? No, thank you for having me. I have a really good time, and I know everyone is like, like a, you know, like want to go out there and, and do their stuff. And for everyone who's watching, like it for sure, like happens soon. And when it happens, just you know, get out there and, and train and practice as much as you can because you never know when it can take it away from you again, I guess. No kidding. No one's taking it for granted anymore. <laughs> I appreciate it. Every single minute you have out there, especially like for, you know, the, the beach volleyball athletes that, are, you know, they're, they're trying to follow their dreams. Could be pros to go to the Olympics or winning tournaments. It could be like a, you know, juniors who go to college that just take it, you know, and take it like and embrace it better than ever. So, yeah, I guess we will never know anymore. Yeah. Lector, we appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, for scheduling us in here on the uh, on quarantine Monday. <laughs> Thanks, Hector. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Shoots.